The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more. All from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And today we have another top 10 episode for you. Today we're going to be doing our top 10 70s classic rock songs. Adam, I have been preparing for this list for like a month now. Yeah, John, my only two words are fuck and you because this was so (laughs) tough to dive through. Like I had like... 50 something songs at my first list and I was just like how am I going to get down to 10? I really can't decide. <laughs> um similarly to you, um I had a huge starting list. I actually had over 100 songs. Holy crap. And yeah. that was still considering our rule. Now the rules for music <laughs> top 10s are we only pick one song per artist. Yeah. So And that I was, had, that was that, difficult in its own right. Yes. That was hard for a lot of stuff. That being said, I still had an initial list of over 100 songs. Yeah. That's and awesome. I, I, even after I had picked my list, I continued to listen to that playlist yeah. because there were so many good songs. I actually made a Spotify playlist out of it. Oh, nice. And I think when we're done here, I'm going to add your top 10 to that list. Nice. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the link uh, in the description cool. below if anyone wants to hear it. So there um you know, there's there's going to be uh, there might be a couple doubles now. Granted, in in the case of most of the list, some of your favorites from other artists may not be there because we chose our mm-hmm. our particular favorites from one, and that's the rule we set for our top tens. Yeah, um, that's just to keep it variety. You know, so that way we don't end up with like a list where half the songs are from one artist because we particularly love that artist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was that was tough, and I felt really bad because I had to leave off some artists yeah. that I really like. I did the same problem. I was like, God, this song is top 10 worthy, but I gotta, uh, I can't, I can't put all of them on there. Yeah. So, um, I, I think that, I think making the Spotify list was my sort of way of being like, these are all songs that if you've never heard, you need to listen to. Yep. And a lot, you know, a lot of the ones on that list I knew weren't going to make the top 10, but I'm like, it's still worth putting on an initial list of, you know, uh, I was uh, sorry. I didn't even finish that sentence. Of 70s, <laughs> you know, seventies classic rock songs. Uh, I was surprised at how many kind of one and two hit wonders there were in the seventies. I often think mm-hmm. of the nineties as having a ton of one hit wonders. God, there were a bunch in the seventies. Yeah, absolutely. There were definitely some that I, I had the same kind of stuff. Where some were there were one hits. I don't think any one hit wonder had made my top ten. Looking back at it, no, uh, no, no, no. agreed. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, actually, no. Maybe, maybe. Okay, I, think I have a couple of one-hit wonders. In okay, mine. um, but then at the same time, I, as much as I saw some like one-hit wonder people, I also saw, oh shit, I forgot just how many good songs this person had. Like, I'm gonna just throw out yeah. like a Bob Seger. I don't, I don't, I, I'd be surprised yeah. if Bob Seger made your top ten. He didn't made my, he didn't make mine. I'm just throwing it out there. But, yeah. like, I go back and list, look at his, like, greatest hits. I'm like, damn, Bob Seger had some good <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of that. Um, there were ones um, where I had a hard time. Some, In some cases, too, because of the way the rules that we, that we uh, you know, put upon ourselves, 
Um, in some cases, there were bands who had bigger hits in the 60s and mm-hmm. bands that had bigger hits in the 80s. But that's not what we're doing. We're doing the yep. 70s. So I had to pick from their 70s song. So there are a couple of cases where there's actually at least one case where the song, uh, I still love the song. Mm-hmm. And it's still worthy of my top 10. But if I had to pick a song of theirs that I liked better, it would have been the other hit that they had had in the 80s. And yeah. Yep. But I think it's just a testament to, to you know, to the band and that sort of thing. Um. I can tell you this. I love the music of the 70s so much, especially the rock music of the 70s. There's probably not going to be a single song on your list that I disagree with. Uh, I'm gonna, um, I was assuming it was going to be the exact same. I'd be shocked if I'm going to be like, well, that's a stupid pick. I'm like, no, man. 70s had some kick-ass music. I'm probably going to be like, yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. I'm I'm guessing I'm I'm gonna guess I'm gonna kind of pre- maybe predict that we're gonna have probably maybe three or four similar bands, mm-hmm. probably different songs. Yeah, I, I would assume so. Um, there's probably only two or three songs on my list that you might have on your list. Yeah. Um, I think I think we will have. Yeah, I'm gonna guess two songs, two of the same songs. Okay, it's my guess. So I'm going to start us off. Now, did I pick this song just so I could do this bit on number 10? <laughs> Maybe. Does it make it any less of a song? Absolutely not. Because you know what, Adam? The boys are back in town. They were asking if you were around. How you was, where you could be found. Told them you were living downtown. Driving all the old men crazy. Good song, not on my list. I uh, this so one hit wonder. No, one, my t- my number ten slot was the hardest one to pick. Yeah, and I literally came down to it was like, all right, I'm gonna pick this one because I want to do that joke. <laughs> well, that's fair. I mean, honestly, if I went back through next week, I could have a completely different list, yes. other than like maybe a, a few of them. Like yes. my mood, just the way I was listening to, it's just like this 100 would change year by year, week by week, maybe day by day. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's what made this one so hard. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, I, I had a very similar aspect where I was just like, fuck it, I'm locking this in. I just, I'm yeah. not going to keep adjusting. <laughs> I, I had the same thing. I was like, I have to just keep doing this. That's a good one. Uh, so <laughs> Thin Lizzy, we didn't yeah. actually mention the name of the band. Thin Lizzy's, uh, the boys are back in town from their 1976 album yeah, Jailbreak. Uh, actually an Irish band. I didn't know this. I had no idea either. Wow. Uh, the song uh, topped number 12 on the U.S. Top 100. So pretty respectable. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, that's very respectable. I shouldn't say pretty respectable. Looking at some of the other hits that I thought they're all like they seem like mega hits. And they're like, oh man, they barely cracked the top fifty. You know, it's I like, know. Oh wow. Yeah, it was it was surprising, um, but it was a different time. Like some of the popular. It's funny. Like the seventies were a time where some of the popular songs didn't make it past the seventies. Well, you know what? I think that's not going to be too different than what's going on now. Like some of the, like yeah, the, the some of like the big pop shit that's going on are isn't going to last. But like you know what? You might listen to some of the shit that like Foo Fighter is putting out or stuff like that, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that that kind of music is gonna last. Yeah, um, it's such a fun you know little song. It's got a great chorus to it. You know, most people only really know the chorus if you're if you're not familiar with the song. The boys it's, are back in town. 
The Spees um, boys are back in town. That's right. That's <laughs> possibly why I picked that as my number ten. Yeah, but it's such it's such a fun kind of jam. It is. It's song. a good jam, and it, it, and I don't think anybody would really discredit you for putting that on like a top ten list because it is a fun song. You feel good listening to it. Yeah. It's got kind of a cool shuffle feel. I actually found that to be very true of a lot of rock songs mm-hmm. uh, in the 70s. There were a lot of songs that used that kind of like uh, kind of shuffle, you know, not quite a swing, but sort of a boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, sort of rhythm in 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 like in the bass and, and all this stuff. Um, there was another song that is on my honorable mentions that I was I was originally going to put on as my number ten, and I ended up switching it. That has a very similar feel, mm. um, and for good reason, which I'll talk about later but you know great song yeah fun to fun to listen to all right adam hit me with your best shot that's the well, 80s 80s yeah my, my, <laughs> i'm gonna pat benatar you pretty good um i i don't think this is gonna make your top 10 uh this song has always been my favorite by this one band but maybe it's because i live in the particular town that i live in that it's kind of just where i'm at and where i put it maybe it's because i thought it would be a good Joke to start off this podcast as well. <laughs> my top 10, or my number 10, is ZZ Top's LaGrange. Just let me know if you want to go to that whole mile on the range. They got a lot of nice girls. I'm That is quite possibly one of my favorite, one of my favorite um, ZZ Top songs. Yeah. I ended up, in my initial list, I ended up putting Tush oh, slightly above LaGrange. Okay. okay. So Tush would have been my would have been my pick for ZZ Top. I love that band. Yeah. They, they have another band that you kind of forget how many good songs they had. Um, and how many good ones they had in the 70s. Yeah, absolutely. Sharp Dressed Man, classic song. Uh, but uh, yeah, Tush I find better is uh, better than that one even. And Lagrange for me has always just I've I've had a soft spot for Lagrange. It's such a oh, yeah. catchy guitar riff. It's oh, such it a I love the way he sings the vocals. Um, it came out in 1973, <laughs> uh, hit number 41 on the Billboard Hot 100, and it's about a brothel outside of Lagrange, Texas. How awesome! Yeah, <laughs> which actually apparently was later called the Chicken Ranch. Um, but it's a great. I mean, it's a fun, fun song. It is. Um, uh, I played in a kind of a, a like a teachers band, but it's a band of a bunch of teachers, and mostly what we played was classic rock. Mm-hmm. So we played a lot of the '70s stuff, some '80s stuff, and Lagrange was one of the mm-hmm. ones that I insisted we put on our list. Um, yeah. That sort of intro drum beat, you know, it's it's just it's so much fun to play. It it's is. a fun it's a fun song to groove to. It is. It's a toe um, tapper. It's like I'm gonna ta- I'm is. gonna move some part of my body. No matter what, listening to Lagrange, it is. Um, I am so happy anytime that either comes on my shuffle or on the radio yeah. or anything like that. Cool. It's been it's been one of my favorite ZZ Tops. So, you know, again, 
<laughs> you're not going to hear any argument yeah. from me in probably any of your exact, choices. It's going to be very much, oh, I got, yeah, exactly. That great song's great. I great love it. Here's song. why I love it. Oh, That's I love that like, song. Oh. Yep, back and forth. All right. My number nine is, out of all the ones on my list, might be one that you may not remember as well as the other ones. And admittedly, it's a song that I've fallen in love with over the last probably five years. I definitely remembered it as a kid. Um, we mentioned on on earlier episodes, you know, our parents listened to a lot of oldies radio mm-hmm. uh, growing up when we were stuck in the car. Um, and I think, admittedly, they probably listened to oldies radio because uh, they didn't want us hearing all the bad words on modern radio. But <laughs> actually, our parents didn't really listen to a lot of modern stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. our mom did. She listened to some pop and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but- our dad. Ultimately, it wasn't a lot of that. All the modern stuff we got from our friends, from watching TV, yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. But our, our appreciation for the older, like the classics, like the classic rock, even like the R&B, old, yeah. oldies, and then also blues and jazz came from our, a lot of from our dad, but then uh, our mom had some of that old stuff too. Like my yeah. my love for... from for uh, Never mind, I'm not going to mention because I might mention them later. I'm going to shut up right now. But yes, <laughs> thank, thank you, parents. You did a great job, uh, you know, really instilling music into us, and I'm so happy that you did. Yeah. All right. So uh, my number nine was kind of a one hit wonder band um, and it just barely made the uh, the cut at uh, coming out in 1970. And I love this song. And it is the song Green Eyed Lady by Sugarloaf. Green eyed lady, lovely lady, strolling slowly towards the sun. Green-eyed lady, ocean lady, soothing every raging wave that comes. Green-eyed lady, passion's lady, dressed in love, she lives for life to be. Green-eyed lady feels life I never see. Okay, I did not recognize that until I just heard it. That is a good call. Fun song. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Um, uh, I, I it's another one. Admittedly, I play with I play with my band. Um, uh, one that I wanted to do. Uh, it's so groovy. That kind of that simple like boom boom. Boom, boom, it's got it's a little minimalist in some places, but it grooves, and I like that about that song. It does have some of that '60s feel. You said it came out in '70, so yeah, it is. It does still have some of that um, psychedelic rock, yeah, pull from it. Uh, but it's the vocals that I really like. His singing style is really good oh, on this one. It's amazing. Yeah, great, great one. Uh, kind of comes out of nowhere. There is a. <laughs> It's, you know, also kind of apropos of a lot of songs from the 60s and into the 70s, the album version is much longer <laughs> than the <laughs> than the, uh, the the sort of the single radio edit version. The thing, I think the uh, album version is like eight minutes long, mm. um, where the radio cut is like three, three and a half or something like okay. that. Okay, yeah. Um, so you don't need to really hear the album version unless you really want to. You know, some people are kind of into that sort of thing, and that's perfect. Good on them. I, um, I bet this song is probably Lopan's favorite. Green, gr- <laughs> green Eyed Lady. <laughs> Adam, it's so weird that you brought that up. Because guess what movie I introduced to my son last night? Oh, really? Yes. Big Trouble. That's so great. 
Uh, we we were uh, um, we had uh, one of uh, my wife's cousins over, and my daughter was playing with her daughter. My son was just kind of just bored. I was like, "Come on, buddy, we'll go watch a movie." Mm-hmm. And so I gave him um, some different choices of ones that we own. I was like, "Well, we can watch this and this and this." And he was having a hard time choosing. I was like, "Well, right, well, we'll I'll pick the funny one, the funnier one out of the ones I I uh-huh. chose for him." And so we watched it about a half an hour in. And he goes, "Daddy, when does it get funny?" Oh, damn. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. All right. Maybe give that kid a couple more years and then he'll probably I, appreciate it. That was my thought. I was like, eh, humor's <laughs> just over his head. It is. He'll get it when he's older. It is more subtle humor. Yeah. Because if, if, he, if he wasn't laughing at the ridiculousness of Kurt Russell of uh, Jack Burton early on, then yeah. <laughs> so we haven't actually finished. I think we're about 20 minutes from the end. We'll have okay. to get to. We had to stop. Yeah. The, so, but the but song—it's just weird that you brought that up. That is funny. But yeah, this is the song. Great, great choice. I, I, for some reason, it went over my head, and I think you know, there's just there's so much good stuff. It's you're gonna yeah. pass stuff up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. Uh, all right. What was your number nine? My number nine. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this artist was on your list. I don't know if this song would be on your list. But again, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not because there's just there's too much good stuff. Um, granted we did, uh, do a review of one of his albums, but that was from the nineties. I'm talking about his 1976 hit and that is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers breakdown. There is no sense in pretending your eyes give you away. Something inside you is feeling like I do. You said all there is to say. Not on my list. Okay. I mean, I I'm, I know you appreciate Tom Petty. Yeah. I know you appreciate this song. Breakdown is a it's a really good one. There's a great chillness to it. Yeah. Um, it, that Tom Petty has, you know, it's just so many great songs. I had a tough time picking between this and American Girl, but really, when I listen to Breakdown, it's the one that hits me with like a smoothness, and then you know, uh, but there's also a rockness that comes in with it. Yeah. Um, but there's just there's just something with Breakdown. It's just, it just it just it makes me. I don't know. It has a unique groove to it that yeah. makes it stand out, even though it is sort of a little more laid back and chill. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's again, it's 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 sparse. You know, it doesn't hit you with a, a lot of uh, you know. It's not. It is not yeah. as very sonic. It's not a lot of big wall of sound mm-hmm. come at you. You can kind of you can hear all of the voices yeah. in the song, the bass, the guitar, and everything that's going with it. And nobody's like, you know, it's very much about him singing. Yeah kind of over it, it so it's a I, simple song but it's a it's it just is something, something that's really good about it um yes. it was a number it was a hit 40 on the top billboard hit as i mentioned 1976 but yeah there's just something about breakdown that every time i hear it i'm just like yeah this one this one speaks to me more um mm-hmm. than some of the others even though he's got some other like more rocking songs but yeah so right. it's a great one you know i not at all about that cool i actually i've forgot i even wrote down that sugarloaf actually hit number three on the u.s oh, wow. 1970 so uh, sorry i just that's completely cool. yeah. forgot to pull that in so uh, yeah, not mad at all. Love Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. Love Breakdown. Oddly enough, another song of his that we played in my band. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, number eight. Uh, this is one, 
I'm not going to be surprised if it didn't make your list. I actually won't be surprised if this band didn't really make your list. They're definitely more known, I think, for their 80s stuff. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it. Because um, they have actually had been around for almost the entirety of the 70s. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it. Um, they're kind of... <sighs> They're kind of a band that gets made fun of a little bit for some of their weirder hits, but they have one song that ha- I have just been in love with since I heard it, uh, and the band is Sticks, and the song is Renegade. That was uh that was a honorable mention of mine. Okay. It's so good. Okay, good song from uh, their album Pieces of 8, which I think was actually their ninth studio album if I'm remembering that correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh from 1979, so just just right there at the end of the decade. Um it's such a it's such a grooving rocking song. It is. I love like that that yell. Ah, the jig is up, <laughs> the noose is out, they finally found me. Like it's damn that's fun. It's fun. It's such a it's a good way. I love the intro. You get just a acapella, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the singer, and then some cool harmonies, sort of seventies style harmonies that come in, and then you get yes, what you said, that yell, yeah, and just that like just the driving, boom, 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 yeah, and just oh, every time I hear that song, I'm rocking in my car, you know, my head's banging along with it. Mm. It's such an in I would almost said inspiring. I wouldn't say inspiring, but just like uplifting activating song yeah you're right that that is a great song for like a driving mix um it really mm-hmm. it really is it just kind of like gets you awake gets you kind of moving paying attention <laughs> so <laughs> yes which sometimes you need especially yeah. on road trips yep absolutely i found that out great great call so, great call all right cool uh it topped uh it made number 16 okay um on the u.s top 100 and i i'm i'm kind of bringing up all of the positions for a reason which i'll talk about when i get closer to the top okay uh, all right, what did you pick for your number eight? Uh, I don't <laughs> think this is going to be on your list because I don't remember if you were a huge fan of this band. They are one of the biggest classic rock bands in history, and this has become one of the biggest, you know, their song that they're probably best known for, in my opinion. People might be surprised that I have it as number eight. Some people would probably put this as number one. For me, I like it, but I don't like it as much. as Obviously, I like seven other ones better. Um, and I really actually even had a tough time picking if this was going to be my favorite of theirs. But just in case, I don't want to spock too much anymore because in case you have it, my number eight is Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven.
That song is not on my list. Okay. I've actually never been a huge Stairway to Heaven fan. Yeah, and some people, yeah, except it is a very different, very long song than a lot of their other stuff. And and for a while, I actually had a different one uh, from Led Zeppelin on my list, like to to battle it out. Until mm-hmm. I just again, I kind of was like, you know what? Do I like Stairway better than this one? Um, which I'm not going to mention in case it is the one that you have. <laughs> and so I so I kind of listened to them back to back a couple times, and I was like, all right. Part of the problem with Stairway is it takes forever to get going. <laughs> going. It is such a slow build to it, like a ridiculously slow build. But when it gets to like that last minute and a half, I fucking love that last minute and a half. It's a it's a great moment. Yeah. When that guitar solo kind of comes in and it finally gets you in and just, you know, when, uh, um, um, oh, God, Robert. Uh, Robert Plant. <sighs> Robert Plant. Kind of hits that. Yeah. When he gets to that part, it really does. It just pushes the song. Mm -hmm. It is a slow build, but it builds all the way to the end. It does. And there's there's a couple songs that you know uh, you know that do that for me, and I love those. I mean, it didn't make it wasn't in the '70s, but like in the air tonight, if you will. It's such a slow build, but it's so worth it. And that's ultimately why I was like, you know what, it is worth it because like that last minute and a half to two minutes of this song is so damn good that um that I, I just I had to put it on here. I mean, it's such an amazing song. It was banned from being played in Wayne's World. <laughs> you know, either they and, started to play it and then they're like, no. <laughs> and that is sometimes actually generally true. Uh the like guitar centers and, and, and other like music shops will stop you from play, from playing that song. Because <laughs> it was funny. played so much. That's funny. So it came out in 1971. Yep. It wasn't even a single from Led Zeppelin, so it never charted in the U.S. It did end up charting a little bit, like way down low in the U.K. charts for a little bit. But mm-hmm. it's become known as one of the greatest rock songs of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and for good reason. Yeah. No, just never been one of my favorites. Uh, I will say, um, if you've never heard uh, the rendition that they did at the um, – uh, the Kennedy Center Honors, where the Led Zeppelin was being um, oh, yeah. honored, and uh, they had uh, Ann and Nancy Wilson from Heart come out oh. and sing it, and they also had Jason Bonham, who was John Bonham's son, come out and play drums on that. Okay, I don't think um, I have heard that. I'll have to check uh, it out. It's it's a it's a good version. Uh, yeah. uh, I think it's Nancy who's the singer of Heart, or no, no, uh, it's Ann. Yeah, it's Ann. Sorry, uh, Ann does a fantastic job tackling that nice. song. I uh, will definitely check it out. All right, so my number seven, I will, I will be totally shocked if, uh, if this one is on your list. Um, and this is the one where actually their other song it would have been the one that I had picked, but that one came out in like '81, so it negated itself from this list. Mm-hmm. But I loved their other song too, so I was, it was gonna make my top ten somewhere. And the more I listened to it, it just kind of moved up a little bit because it's, I yeah. think it's a, a great one, and it's another kind of one of those '70s shuffle sounding, mm. and just in the way that it's played. Um, it's from a Dutch band called Golden Earring, and the song is Radar Love. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. There's a voice in my head that drives my heel. It's my baby calling, says I need you here. And it's a half past four and I'm shifting gear.
uh, from their album Moon Tan in 1973, which is funny because the two songs that they're best known for are like early in each decade. So 73, yeah. and then their next one didn't Twilight make Zone. it big until like Twilight Zone. Yeah, um, I love Twilight the, Zone. That's my, that's, my favorite, that's my favorite of them. Yeah. Slipping into the Twilight Zone. This yeah, is a madhouse. Mad <laughs> yeah. But, but, but Radar Love is a, is a, and you're right, really good shuffle to that one. Yeah. Um, always been a fan. Actually charted uh, number 13 on the U.S. Top 100. Oh, well. So, you know, very, very good and respectable. And it's just, you know, it's it's got a, kind of a unique sound to it. Whenever you hear Golden Earring, you can definitely tell mm-hmm. just by just from yeah. the way they sound. I don't know if it's, I don't know if their Dutch accent is coming through. It doesn't sound like it. They, I, they, I had no idea they were Dutch, but that's cool. A lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, good uh, music coming out of, out of Europe and yeah. other places. Yeah, kind of forget that. In the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Well, I mean, even today. God, yeah. I tried. I try really hard to. And listen don't forget to the music. 90s, John. Okay, <laughs> you know. Oh, I had, mean the British invasion. We had, yeah, uh, we had um, the Ace of Base. Invasion, whatever. Swedish, the Swedish Ace of Base, and they were there. They you, they made me see the sign. <laughs> <laughs> that one's debatable. But yeah, okay. We can save that for another time. Yeah. So anyway, okay. What did you? Uh, who did you pick for number seven? My number seven is from arguably my favorite classic rock band like okay but i'm just saying they're probably but at the same like, at the same time just because they have a whole bunch of hits and some of my favorite hits by them are also are from the 80s not just from the 70s but this song is uh is a huge fucking hit from them it's, it's definitely their best known but like even though even that said i don't know if i would call it my favorite song by them maybe maybe because it's so fucking epic um my and it's their lead singer is unequivocally my favorite lead singer of any rock band. And of course, that would be Freddie Mercury. My number seven is Bohemian Rhapsody. my list it doesn't surprise me a lot of people are 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 hot and cold they kind of go back and forth it's either usually it's one or the other on bohemian rhapsody yeah well i I like bohemian rhapsody fine i just kind of a lot of my most favorite Mm -hmm. ones from queen were from the 80s yes i i I liked a lot um uh under pressure is probably yeah it might be my favorite but that came out i think it was 80 or 81 and so it negated that one from this list yeah what bohemian Um, rhapsody it it battled somebody to love for this top spot okay. for, or for, for the top queen spot for me. And I really like them both, um, at least for their seventies hits. And, but when I, when I listen to Bohemian Rhapsody, it's just so fucking epic and such a unique song. Yeah. I could not deny it. I cannot yeah. deny it. And so much like Wayne's world, you know, another Wayne's world reference here. 
because uh, in ni- in uh, 1975, Bohemian Rhapsody went to no- was number nine. But then in 1992, when it was re-released uh, with Wayne's World, when they were headbanging in the car, what yeah. a great scene! It re uh, it, it went it charted again, and this time at number two in 1992. Oh, wow. I was just saying, I wondered who uh, I wonder who was beating it out. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I, I that we should have gone to number that one. That would yeah, and then it actually charted again in 2018. Uh, as number 33 because of the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. So it's charted yeah. in three different decades. If only it could have damn charted in the 80s, it, it would have gone <laughs> four different or, you know, all so many different decades or in the 2000s yeah. as well. But it's the uh, it's the UK's third best-selling single of all time. Oh, believe it. You know, because it's obviously beloved in England. Uh, it has been downloaded or streamed over 1.6 billion times. Powerful vocals by Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Um, you know, they're... I will say there are times that I've had enough of Bohemian Rhapsody. There are times that, <laughs> dare say it, I've skipped Bohemian Rhapsody when I've listened yeah. to Queen because it's just, it gets thrown in your face too much and it's just shoved, you know, oh my God, Bohemian Rhapsody this, Bohemian Rhapsody that. Yeah. But when I listened to it and I really had to rank it, I couldn't deny it. I just, mm-hmm. it's it's so interesting of a song. It's genre defying. You know, yes. it's, it's just all over the place. And I think that um, that aspect about it, I, I just had to reward it. So not surprising at all. The song that actually made my top list for Queen. Now, for me, what makes Queen unique is the harmonies that Freddie Mercury can get. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because he uses he uses these really cool, thick jazz like harmonies in his song, you know. It's it's not just like a three-part harmony, a four-part harmony. It's like a 12-part harmony. Okay, maybe not that extreme, but sometimes that's what it feels like. And to me, one of the songs that embodied his ability to kind of sing harmony with himself, which in itself is – I'm always impressed with anyone mm-hmm. who can sing harmony. That's the one other – than, other than the ability to play piano better, that's the one ability I wish I had was to sing harmony. I can yeah. sing lead if I have to, but – Singing harmony is, is a is a big one. Um, to me, the song that epitomizes that ability was Killer Queen. Yeah, it's a great song. That one we, we kind of made my top list for that one. That one's always been one of my more favorite ones, but never, ever, ever going to shit on Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And, you know what? And, and if I had to pick like, you know, a, oh, if I'm listening to who's my favorite bands, Queen would be higher than seven on the list for me. Right. But it's just it's just the way that this list does and how it, it gives me a battle in my head. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, number six. Um, I I don't expect this band to be on on your list, and and even then, I'm not sure if this song would would be on on your list. I don't remember you really listening to this band. I could be wrong. It might just be one of those ones that you you listened to either after I was gone to college or I just was never aware of it. Um, I have seen this band live in concert. I actually saw them in concert with Tower of Power, um, who was a great '70s funk band, and Journey, who was the headliner. Mm. Uh, that band uh, and that was the Steve Miller band and probably my favorite song of his is Take the Money and Run Go on, take the money and run. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Not on my list. That's a great choice, though. Okay. Uh, Steve Miller Band is 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 sort of like one of those guys who's always there, but not always like topping people's list of great songs. Yeah. Um, but consistent. Like yes. you you listen to the greatest hits, and you're just like. Damn good song, damn good song after yeah. one after another after another. So yeah, I mean, I wasn't a huge Steve Miller Band fan, but I do, I really appreciate them and I do like them. And and their stuff did make my initial big list. Mm-hmm. And I I 100 remember you having the the Steve Miller great. Maybe it was you, maybe it was mom. I don't know. But having the greatest hits at our house and listening it's, to it. It's entirely possible it could have been either of us. Okay, uh, it could have been one that mom had that I stole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I was I I did become a big Steve Miller band uh, fan, Steve Miller fan, really in the in when I was in high school. Um, and he's he's got a lot of great ones. Probably his most famous one is the Joker, and it's a so. good song, yeah. but it's never really been one of my favorites. He has so many good ones, which makes it going to a concert of his awesome. It's always awesome when when every song that the band plays is like, oh, that's a jam. Yeah. Oh, that's a jam. Oh, that's so good. Um, this one has been probably my favorite since then. Since you know, since high school, since learning to him, it's a great, it's it's another great kind of car ride song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got it's got audience participation. Woo-hoo-hoo. Well, it's, it's the oh yeah, I know. I always, I don't care if my hands are on the wheel, I'll take them off yes. and do the claps. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it, this is kind of. I might cut this out or not. I was thinking about this the other day when I was listening to this and another song. I was like, we should do a top ten audience participation yeah, songs that'd be interesting yeah that'd be an interesting list you know ones where necess- not necessarily audience participation is required for the song but anytime you see it in concert they're going to participate in this particular spot or something mm-hmm. like that yep so something to think about for the future we'll 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 just you know we can we can put that down the line so. yeah that'd be fun anyway uh the song came out on his fly like an eagle album which is also another great song yes uh 1976 and <laughs> oh, it <laughs> sorry i was playing I was playing uh, some Steve Miller stuff to listen to which ones I wanted uh-huh. to put or which any of them I wanted to put on. And Fly Like an Eagle came up. And, and Keisha was like, isn't that the Space Jam song? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but like that was the SEAL version. And <laughs> it's not quite the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, topped at number 11 on the U.S. Top 100. Great What's your, your pick for number six? Uh, uh, this was one that I thought had a ch- has a chance of being on both of our lists. I don't know. I don't know, and so it's hard to say. And now the song is defined. The artist, I'm not sure who you want to count. Whatever, it'll be either or. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much, just in case, because I know you appreciate this this artist. Um, now, granted, back then he was playing with Derek and the Dominoes. I'll put it down as Eric Clapton. My number six is Layla. It made my initial list. Okay. Uh, did not make my top 10, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. It came out in 1970, uh, number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, he did it originally with Derek and the Dominoes, but you know, I kind of just credit it. it was written by Eric yeah. Clapton. Uh, the unplugged version from his fantastic MTV um, Unplugged uh, was uh, hit number 12 as well later in the, yeah. I think the 90s when he did that. 
this is an epic song. There's it is. so much harp. There's so much oomph at the beginning. Um, and then they get that long piano section later. Yeah. That you, you, you go all over the place with Layla. And it's just, um, I don't know. I, I really appreciate that. Like, it's almost like I'm getting told a story with yeah. this one. So. It's a lot of songs you'd hear in, in the 60s and 70s would have those long solo outros, mm-hmm. um, you know, where they, they, they just play out. And sometimes it would change style. Sometimes it wouldn't. I don't know that this is going to make your list, but I'll mention, you know, Freebird is the same way. Mm-hmm. The song itself is actually fairly short, but the, the solo at the end, yeah, the epicness of the solo. There's, so there are similarities to it. Yeah, there's similarities to it. Um, I love that song. Dwayne Allman. From the mm. Allman Brothers plays guitar. I think he does the solo. I think. Yeah, I think so. On, on I mean, one. it's very slide guitar, very Dwayne Allman sounding. Yeah. So it's a it's a fantastic monster of a song. Uh, you'll you would never hear me complain about Layla yeah. showing up on anyone's list, probably in any position. Yeah, I figure exactly. I feel like it could go anywhere, and I, I wouldn't shit on it being number ten or being number one. Even you know, I'll be like, you know, what? it's right. it's worthy. It is so worthy. Uh, the song was apparently inspired by a love story that orig- originated in the 7th century Arabia uh, and later formed the basis for the uh, a book or a poem uh, called The Story of Layla and Mad- Maju- Majnun um, by the 12th century Persian poet Nazimai Gan- Ganjavi. I fucked all that up. I'm so sorry. Um, but which which apparently... Uh, someone gave to Eric Clapton and he read mm-hmm. that and they kind of wrote this part of it. And part of the book moved him profoundly because it's a tale of a young man who fell in hopelessly in love with a beautiful woman, went crazy and couldn't marry her. The song was further inspired by Clapton's then unrequited love for Patty Boyd, who was the wife of his friend, George Harrison. Oh, of the Beatles. Yeah. I've, and, I've heard about this. And then Clapton and Patty Boyd eventually married. Like he, she left uh, George Harrison for Clapton, I think. Down yeah. the line, so. A lot of people don't know how close those two actually were. The mm-hmm. the guitar solo on the song uh, uh, "While My Guitar Gently Weeps" mm-hmm. on Beatles is actually Eric Clapton. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, those guys, all those guys in the '60s were totally into like world religions and spirituality yeah. and stuff. So none of that shocks me at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, good pick, cool. good solid pick. All right, so my number five. This might be one that we have on our on uh, you have on your list. Um, I will not be. It's kind of weird. I I might be a little shocked if it didn't make your list, but I I would be more shocked if it didn't make your initial mm-hmm. list. This particular song. It's a it's a band that's been around for a long time. They had I think they had hits in the '60s. They're definitely more known for their hits in the '70s, and they actually hit their biggest hits in the '80s with songs that I don't particularly like. Oh. <laughs> in fact, they we're kind of seen as not really apropos of the band's style. Uh, and that is the band Chicago and 25 or 6 to 4.
Okay. Um, Chicago did make my original list. I like Chicago, but uh, this song didn't make my list. Okay. What did you pick? Um, I went with, uh, oh God, hold on. Was it Saturday in the Park? Yes, Saturday was in the Park. Yeah, that's yeah. a great song, and actually, that was one that I I toyed with in between these two. And that's um, that's a it's a fun one, but I ended up not. It's like a I don't know, not a silly song. It's it's just it's a cute song to me when I but I like it. Saturday. You're talking, which one are you talking? Oh, Saturday, Saturday in the, the park. park. Yeah, uh, but twenty five uh, or nine to five. Or, twenty five uh, or six to four. Thank you. All those numbers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a, a definitely definitely a strong choice. Um, I mean, very memorable opening guitar riff. Very interesting um, uh, chord progression, mm-hmm. you know, very simple, but also not something we'd heard, you know, much at that point. Fantastic horn parts. Oh, like, Chicago does that better than a lot of other bands is incorporation yeah. of their using of a horn section. Um, that's just part of their sound and it works really well for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, some in some cases more memorable than the actual like, you know, words and lyrics mm-hmm. and, and melodies and stuff like that. Um but a great song. Uh, I, you know what? I bet if we had our sister on this list, uh, she would put this somewhere because I'm pretty okay. sure this was one of our Abby, uh, one of Abby's favorites. Nice. So, and maybe that's maybe I'm remembering her loving this more than you. So, okay. Because uh, I'm pretty sure she really really enjoyed this song. But uh, came out uh, on their self titled album, which was actually their second album in 1970, uh, topped at number four on uh, on the u.s uh, top 100 mm-hmm. um actually the out of all of the ones it's tied for another one for the highest charting on the other one so i had, none of the ones i picked were number ones okay which is yeah. not really that shocking because when you go back and look at some of the number ones you're like really the carpenters yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i mean love me some carpenters but I'm yeah, like, yeah. really that but one not. was number one exactly uh great right. choice great choice um yeah i, I like them my number five is from a band that charted in the 70s, charted in the 80s, but didn't hit a number one until the 90s. Mm. And this, to me, is just, even though it was one of their very first hits, it's just the one that I have just, I don't know, it screams classic rock to me. <laughs> now, a lot of people, unfortunately, are too stupid and think that Led Zeppelin did this song, but they <laughs> didn't. I'm talking about the song Dream On by Aerosmith. Great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aerosmith was in my was on my honorable mentions, but not for Dream On. For that's Sweet my, Emotion. For Sweet Emotion. Sweet and that's Emotion's a great song too. My, my more favorite song of theirs. And a lot of and I think a lot of people probably would pick Sweet Emotion as a favorite. But for me, there is something about Dream On, and maybe it's because I also really love Led Zeppelin. But like yeah. that's the style of Dream On just epitomizes '70s rock to me. Um, yeah. it, came, it came out in 1973. It first charted at uh, 59, and then in 76, it went up to number six. Um, just a great 
classic rock build on this song. We know we've talked about oh, yeah. builds for this one. Not not as long as some of the others, but just a great song to this one. Steven Tyler, wonderful how he sings, kind of like a little bit in his semi-lower register, but then mm-hmm. he gets to his screamy stuff. I can't even do it. You know what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do here. And it's just really what kind of he became known for and his style of singing later. Like partly I can totally, it almost sounds like a different singer on Dream On than mm-hmm. when you go to like any any of his, even Anything Sweet else, Emotion. Really. Any, yeah, right. Not even Sweet Emotion or Ragdoll or Loving an Elevator, whatever, anything else. It feels so, and I think that's why a lot of people confuse it with Led Zeppelin. But yeah. There's just something about Dream On that I've always been connected with and I've always felt was just the epitome of these the, the, this genre. I, I, I'm not surprised. I know you've loved that song. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a great song. It's an epic song, so I'm not at all surprised nor mad to see it on this list because it is a fantastic song. Yeah. Well, not, we've gone through our top five, only four left on each, and we have not had a single same song. No, and and only like a like I don't even know if we've had that many. We've actually only had one same yeah. band. Yeah, exactly. So kind of surprising, but that's all right. Uh, all right, so all right, so my number four. This one, out of all the rest that are on my top four, this is the only one that might have a chance of being on your, uh, being on your list. Okay. Um, it is a, a band who saw more success in the '80s. Um, particularly because of a music video. And this song itself is actually kind of a slow burn. It's a longer song, but it's totally worth it when you get to the end because it has one of the most epic guitar solos of all time, in my opinion, and that is the song Sultans of Swing by Dire Straits. And Harry doesn't mind if he doesn't make the scene. He's got a Sultans of Swing definitely made my big list. Okay. Great song, but it didn't it didn't make my top ten. I've always been in love with this song. Um, I think I was introduced to this song before I was ever introduced to uh, Money for Nothing, which was mm-hmm. probably their biggest hit. Yeah, yeah. But so you're right. Sultans of Swing is is I like that one better. I actually I'm a I'm a definite fan of this one. Yeah, um, it's you know it's it's got a cool kind of chill vibe, but what gets you is that ending with that guitar solo yeah. when Mark Knopfler just takes it home. You know, it's it's the era of the epic guitar endings, mm-hmm. and it, that one is totally worth the wait. It is totally. I mean, it's it not is. a. It's, I'm not saying it's, you're sitting through a shit song. You are not. You're sitting through a good song. And there, but there's a lot to it. There's a, you know, there's a lot of story going along. There's a lot of verses. Yeah. In in that song, but when you get to, you know, if you make a guitar solo that someone could sing on command, mm. <laughs> which I think you probably could with this one, especially that one, you know, the kind yeah. of one part, um, then you've written a guitar solo that is kind of worthy of the name. Yeah, I I agree. Um, yeah, I I don't even remember if he played this song, but I saw Mark Knopfler once in concert. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I don't really rem- I don't remember much of the music that was played from it. Partly because, 
Um, to me, it's, it's one of my favorite. It's just kind of funny. I don't remember any of the songs he played, but this is one of my favorite <laughs> concert experiences because I was um, uh, I graduated college and I was doing a little. I don't know, a drunken romp through Europe, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you will. And I ended it in Athens. Our uncle was living in Athens and he was doing uh, lighting technician stuff. And he had a gig where he was working, doing an outdoor concert for Mark Knopfler. And he said, hey, come with me. And you're just going to, you know, you'll stay on like the backstage of this. Yeah. So I was on this outdoor concert in Greece, you know, that was just gorgeous night. Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits playing. And it just, it felt so cool. And it was such a fun experience. And I was just, you could like, you could see like the Acropolis. Um, it wasn't in the Acropolis, but you right. could like see it from a distance and all stuff. And I was just like, fuck, this is awesome. <laughs> and it's so, one of those experiences yeah. where like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe yeah. I get to, I'm experiencing this. Yeah. And I, and I had one other one that I didn't realize how good of an experience it was until I got much older and realizing how cool it was to see this guy live. And I don't want to mention it in case he's on your list, um, but I'll, I'll try and remember it when we talk about our honorable mentions. Okay. But yeah, I mean, uh, great, great choice. Yeah. Last thing I'll say uh, came from the self-titled album from 1978 and also uh, topped at number four on the U.S. Okay. Top 100. So. All right. All right. What was your number four? All right. My number four is from a band that you had mentioned. Uh, you had mentioned one of their songs, you didn't you didn't use one of their songs, but you just brought up this song, Freebird. I love Freebird. I, I get tired of people screaming it in concerts to be yelled. <laughs> yeah. It's almost it's a joke now. But Freebird is not my favorite song by this band. For me, there's something special about Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. Well, take your time. Don't live too fast. Troubles will come and they will pass We'll find a woman yeah. And you'll find love And don't forget son There is someone That is a great song, and I actually, uh, that was not on my list, mm -hmm. and when I made my initial list, um, that was one of the ones that was in contention, because that is, it's one of those great epic slower songs. Yeah. Um, I ended up going with Sweet Home Alabama. Okay. Is my pick on that one. Well, that, I mean, but, that's the anthem song. Uh, yeah, that is kind of the anthem song. So, uh, but not at all angry about Simple Man. Yeah. That's a fan Fantastic. And probably when I was in high school, I would have cited it as my favorite one. Okay. I mean, it is, it's beautiful. It yeah. really is. It doesn't get like the, you know, the college, you, you, I, in Athens, you know, you go to bars, Sweet Home Alabama gets sung at like every fucking college yeah. bar, even though we're in Georgia, yeah. but still like the South fucking loves that song. And everybody does. I still love that song. That song's a great song. Yeah. And, and Freebird gets like the, uh, you know, all, all of like the classic rock cred, I feel, is, you know, how Freebird gets it. It's kind of like their stairway to heaven, if you will. Um, but Simple Man, you know, it's just, um, it hits me. You know, it, it, there's mm -hmm. an emotional 
quality to Simple Man that I just I, I feel in my heart and I really appreciate. And um, apparently it was inspired by the passing of Ronnie Van Zant's grandmother and lyrically about a mother talking to her child pretty much about oh, okay. life. Yeah. You know, you know, um, and just it was never a single. It never charted. But mm-hmm. it's just a fantastic song. Yeah. Great, great song. What about number three? Number top three. Top three. No similarities. No similarities. Um, and I don't think we're going to have any. Oh. Woo. I Woo. don't think we're going to have Woo. any. Um, and that's mostly because I, as with my my top two, it is possible that that these bands, those my top two bands might show up on your top three, but I guarantee mm. you the songs that I picked will not. Oh. Um, and my number three is a band you've already mentioned, but was a different uh. song. Uh, and that's the band Led Zeppelin. And uh, you said there were two you were going for. Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity, was the other one Cashmere? It was not. Okay. So it might have been this one. Um, this is definitely one of their more rockin' songs. Yeah. There are so many good Led Zeppelin songs. I had a very hard time picking this picking one. But one of my s- favorite ones that has, I've always loved since I was a kid, and I think that's what influenced my pick on this, um, because some of their other ones were ones that I, I began to appreciate more as I got older, uh, but there's something fucking rocking about Immigrant Song. That was the one. Okay. Ah, like, yeah, man, it rocks. <laughs> uh, man, it just it pushes you from beginning to end. Uh, it's so good. Um, I was I was so kind of not surprised, but happy to see it on the Thor Ragnarok soundtrack. Yes. You know, they used it was perfectly. <laughs> it it worked perfectly. And actually, it was weird because I saw it. You know, they showed they played it on the uh, trailer. And I thought, oh, they're just going to use this as in, you know, the yeah. song in the trailer. It's not going to show up in the movie. And then right out of the gate, yeah. they hit you with that song. And I'm like, okay, you got me. You sold with, me. I'm in. With an with an action sequence that um, worked so well with it. it, it, it I think it, it brought the same vibe that yeah. the Immigrant Song had. I mean, uh, from Led Zeppelin's three album, 1970, so just kind of barely making the cut. Um, only charted uh, number 16 mm-hmm. on the U.S. Top 100, but number one in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Immigrant song. Immigrant song's great. You know, even I think as I had kind of mentioned, just listening to Stairway, like that last little bit, that build, yeah, eventually made it flip for me. But like it was a tough stroke. Immigrant song was was the my Led Zeppelin one for a while, and I knew it was going to make the top ten, but I just kind of ended up flipping things. Yeah. So. And it's there, there's some sort of weird audio thing that happens at the beginning that I can never quite tell what it is. There's mm-hmm. a little like thump, 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 thump that it happens in the first couple seconds before the song actually kicks in, mm. but I can hear it. And every time I hear that, I know what's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, here it comes, here it comes. And then it hits you and you're like, yeah. and you start. I mean, it's so, it's so rhythmically catchy. 
mm-hmm. you know, with that, that, that rhythm that you just sang. Um, and it's very simple in, in the choices because they're playing in an octave. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same note. They're just hearing the higher one. You know, but God, it's so much fun. It is. So, oh, all right. All okay. right. Our top. T- oh, no, you're number three. Sorry. Number I almost three. jumped in. That's all good. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to be a little bit surprised that this one won't hit your list. But, you know, fair enough. You've had at the same time. You haven't made a song that has upset me yet, so even if <laughs> even if we, we're not having any of the same stuff, it's not going to bother me. This song is just another... So actually, a lot of my top four uh, are a lot of these more beautiful songs. Like Simple Man mm. was a beautiful song, in my opinion. Okay. My number three is definitely another beautiful song. So I kind of went not on like the real rockin' side, because okay. some of the ones I just, you know, they make me feel... They make me feel, and I appreciate yeah. that. You're a deep, deep guy. I... Am abs- I'm on the surface. I'm like a, you know, a, a gross out dorky <laughs> whatever dude. But like, it's insane. I've got a soft gooey center. <laughs> you know, I'm like a gusher, if you will. Um, but my number three is, I, I think, just an absolutely stunning, wonderful song from the 70s. Uh, and that would be Elton John's Tiny Dancer. Didn't make my list. Yeah, it. So it's 1972, and, and some people might even be like, "Is that even a classic rock song?" And I'll that, be like, I, I, "Where else? Where else are you gonna put it?" I, Pop, you know I guess. What? That uh, I I struggle with that too. Um, yeah. And when I came when it came down to 70s um uh, 70s uh, uh, Elton John songs, actually my favorite one from his is from the 80s. Okay. Um, I actually ended up going with Honky Cat because I really like I really oh, like the, okay. the kind of the you know the, <laughs> yeah. the funky sound of Honky Cat. Uh huh. So, but. Not at all. I mean, Tiny Dancer is an amazing song. Yeah, I mean, so, and I would, I would, yeah, I would, I would still say he's classic rock. It's hard yeah. to define because mm-hmm. I think people t- want to put like all genres in one like box, but it's not because yeah. music takes influences from all things. You can yeah. hear, especially in the '70s, you can hear a lot of rock that was obviously influenced by country. Yeah, I, I just came from a Leonard Skinner. Absolutely. Yeah, very much. So you know, I pop rock, and to me. It, to me, the only ones that I had to to uh, not put on the list were ones that I thought were very clearly either funk or R and B because there were a lot of good yeah. songs in those genres. Yeah, or from disco. The 70s. I, I didn't put disco. Yeah, I didn't put disco so either. No set. No uh, no Bee Gees. On those will those will be their own list, and we'll yeah. probably get to a seventies sure. disco list eventually. Sure. But uh, oh, yeah. so not at all mad about that. Ulti- ultimately, my my where I came down in my head is, and actually, you're gonna I'm gonna have the same discussion in my number two, but like. 
would this song be played on like a classic rock station? And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? They definitely would play Elton John. You cannot tell me that in that scene in Almost Famous when tensions are high and things are drug-fueled with that band, <laughs> but then they all genuinely and beautifully sing Tiny Dancer together on that bus. It doesn't make you just fucking belt it out with them and just be like, God <laughs> damn, this is amazing. And it does. That song, it does it, man. Yeah. Such a such a wonderful song to me. It is. And it's such a heartfelt song. Yeah, heartfelt. Perfect way to put it. Uh, all right. Uh, number two. All right. So my number two. Um, at this point, I will be surprised if this band has uh, is, is your two or one. I don't remember if you really got as much into them as I did. So I won't actually be surprised if they didn't make your list. And even if they have make, made your list... Definitely um, this song did not make your list because the song that I chose from them is not one of their more popular ones, although I did hear it on the radio a lot. Mm-hmm. But something about this song really, really grasped me when I was younger. It was my favorite one when I was a kid. Um, and if you named this band, I, there's probably a half a dozen other songs that would get named <laughs> before this one, maybe a dozen songs that would get named before this one. But uh, and it only charted at number thirty-two on the top uh, U.S. top one hundred, and the band is the Eagles, and the song is already gone. Yeah, you're right. I totally would think of plenty <laughs> others, but like that's I mean, that's a good one too. It's a great song and for some reason oh, it has always been one of my favorites. Yeah. I I I obviously Hotel California made my big list. Yeah. And and then anytime you say the Eagles, that's probably gonna be ninety percent of the time that's gonna be the one. Um Take It Easy might be the other. Yeah, that's a good yeah. That's a kind of a classic, you know, yeah. single. Des- I mean Desperados has has a beautiful chillness to yeah. it. But yeah, but okay. Um, but there's something. Choice. It's it's got a very sort of uh, kind of you know rocking blues feel a little bit mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. But man, uh, this is another one of my favorite road trip songs to play in the car because okay. it's it's pretty it's pretty high like mid to high energy all the way through. Uh, it's one of my favorite ones to sing along with. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be on on your list, mm-hmm. um, but I, I I just love it. Fair enough. Yeah, I would not have thought about that one yet. Yeah, I would have definitely put some other ones higher on them, but I. I appreciate you know it's not like it's a deep cut because it's on their greatest hits, right? Um, but <laughs> which is like one of the best selling albums yes. of all time. Yeah, yeah, uh, and rightfully so. They have a ton of awesome songs, and so yeah. I'm not definitely not shitting on the Eagles. Yeah, uh, initially came out in 1974 on their album On the Border, but I guarantee you, most people who are, who are our age who have heard it heard it off of that ba- that greatest hits album. Yeah. Yep. Which is amazing that it's done so well because Hotel California is not even on that album. Yeah, it is. You have to get their other, like the part two or whatever. Yeah, the part, <laughs> which has has some great songs in its own right. Yeah, 
but it was just amazing. All right, Adam, what was your number two? My number two, um, as I mentioned, it's a song that some people might be like, that's not classic rock, but I'm like, (laughs) I don't know where else to put it. I don't give a fuck. Fuck Mm -hmm. you. This is one of my top 10 songs, period. Like if I, it's funny, I'm not calling this number one because I'm not, and I have a good reason for that. Okay. But if I was on, you know, a, you, you're, you have to go to a desert Island to live the rest of your life. And you only have an iPod that can fit 10 songs, (laughs) which seems ridiculous. This would be one of those songs. Okay. And I fell in love with this guy. I, I have quite a bit of his albums, mainly because of our mother. She had a few, um, and this song came from his album Moondance which is a great album. Mm, yeah. And I'm talking Van Morrison. And again, as I mentioned before, a lot of beautiful stuff is hitting my my top four, top five, these beauty songs. For me, my number two is Into the Mystic. And where that foghorn blows, I will be coming home. Mm-hmm. And when the foghorn blows, I want to hear it. I don't have the fear that I wanna rock your gypsy soul Just like way back in the days of old How magnificently we will fold into the mystic Oh such such a gorgeous chill song to me. I am actually not that familiar with that song. Okay, I I mean I highly recommend it. It is a very simple song. It's got a gorgeous. It's it feels spiritual. It feels just emotional. It's got a build up to it, but it's so soothing. You know, there's there are few things few things in this world that chill me out like mm-hmm. Into the Mystic. If I am really, really heated and I got a very stressful moment, maybe you said you hated one of my castings and I'm just really angry about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will put on Into the Mystic and I will be, my heart rate, my blood pressure will go down. Okay. It just, that's the way that this song does for me. Um, I I kind of, I close my eyes and I just kind of, I soak in the song and I try to, I become, I try to become one with the song as weird as that sounds. <laughs> I fucking adore Into the Mystic. Um, yeah, it came out in 1970, the Moondance album. Moondance is a fun... Moondance yeah. is a great album. You know, whenever I even say the words Moondance, I think of that SNL skit. Do you remember that one? No, I you, don't. You may, okay. I can't remember who it was, but it was these... It was um, uh, uh, Julia Sweeney... Not, maybe not Julia Sweeney. Maybe Julia Sweeney and one other uh, girls, the, uh, this, these two female uh, of the uh, cast members, and there was they were playing they were, as if they were at a... Van Morrison concert and moon dance was coming up. It's a novelist night for a moon dance. And these two girls would just stand up and just start dancing. And the whole <laughs> skit was the two guys behind them were like, God damn it. Why we can't see. I can't like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about that uh, skit that stuck with me. But other than the fact that Miss into the mystic is on the moon dance album, which is mm-hmm. a great song for anybody to listen to it. Um, highly recommend it. If you want to get chilled out and, and you know, I could totally see somebody smoking weed and just kind of vibing to this song. I'm not a weed dude. Yeah. I don't need that with this song because this song does it to me all by itself. That's fantastic. Uh, I've I've always been a Van Morrison fan. My favorite song of his is actually from the 60s, uh. um, and that's uh, Baby, Please Don't Go. 
I love that song. Oh, okay, okay. I think I it's th- a fantastic blues riff. I mean, yeah. the, the song itself is a blues song from like 1935. Yeah, uh, that a they lot of people would go. For- Brown Eyed Girl or something like that, which is a, which is his, probably his biggest hit. I know. I've always been a weird guy, though. I've always been like, yeah. I've always gone against the grain. So if somebody's like, oh, that's the biggest hit, well, then I'm going to pick something else. Yeah. So, but I, I know that, I mean, Brown Eyed Girl is a fantastic song, too. But uh, Baby Please Don't Go has always spoken to me. So, mm-hmm. but it was in this, it was like 64. So there was no way that was going to make the list. So, yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and do some honorable mentions before we hit our number ones because I guarantee sure. you we don't have the same number one. That is God. That shocks the hell out of me. I mean, as long yeah, uh, <laughs> um, a single common song. Yeah, as long yeah, I don't I don't think we'll be too worried about saying our number one. Even if we do, no big deal. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, I'll go ahead and start. Okay, since I'm talking. Um, just missing my list at eleven, and it kind of was at number ten for a bit, and then Lagrange just kind of crept in there. Um, Heart crazy on you. Mm-hmm. What a good song. Yeah. Um. I absolutely that one was just so so the 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 singing was it's Anne. Annie, like whoever whoever the Ann, singer was Ann for Wilson. Her, Ann Wilson, um, she did a great job. Her vocals really do shine through on that one. The the guitaring, the guitar is great on that song too. Uh, I wanted to mention Fleetwood Mac Dreams. I mm-hmm. love Fleetwood Mac, uh, also from because of my mother. She was a yeah. big Fleetwood Mac fan. My favorite Fleetwood Mac song was from uh, their live album from the '90s, "The Dance" that it came out. Um, and I think, and we mentioned that you go listen to our breakdown yeah. of the dance. Uh, that was another live album we did. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. But it, there's so many good songs with Fleetwood Mac, um, and it was kind of hard for me to to. It's like to, it's hard for me to see how much I love Fleetwood Mac. I put them above a lot of these other bands for me, mm-hmm. and to see them like kind of fall down past the top ten, I kind of felt shitty for that. But I was like, <laughs> you know what, you know what, that's just that's just how it goes. Uh, and then the uh, two others I want to mention. You mentioned Journey earlier. Yeah. Um, and uh, their their best hits were in the 80s. Yeah. Don't Stop Believing was from the early 80s, which is a great song. That probably would have made my list. But uh, what I considered for this one was Lights. I love. Okay. Also, Wheel in the Sky is another great song. Yeah. Um, that's very classic. But for me, there's something about Lights that I've always liked. And then Pink Floyd. Um, and then for, for me, that their favorite, my favorite is probably Money by them. Mm. A lot of people would put like Comfortably Numb and other stuff or whatnot. Mine was and, Wish You Were Here. That's a good one. That's a really good I've, one too. I've always been in love with that song. Yeah, but some, there's something about money that I just really appreciated. I I love money. <laughs> so you know, it's it's one of those weird songs. It's in seven four. It's in a weird time signature. Uh, you and yeah, you appreciate that stuff. Yeah, I do. I'm a I'm a technical music nerd. Yep. Um, God, I'll be honest with you, Adam. I could go down my entire list of hundred songs as my honorable mentions. Um, yeah, because it was it was so hard to pick. Um, some of my favorites. Um. Uh, have been uh, you know Red Bones Come and Get Your Love great song yeah um, Come and Get Your Love um, the one I talked about uh, being similar to The Boys of Back in Town is one by a guy named Boz Skaggs called Lido Shuffle it's a great song probably not one of the most well known ones um, uh, s- similarly uh, the song Train Train by Blackfoot has creeped up into oh. like my current listening rotation Okay. Um, but then, I mean, you have, you have, there's also other ones that you're probably people will be surprised that, that weren't on our list. Um, see, I'm now I'm hesitant to name them cause I'm afraid they're going to be on, be your uh, number one. But I mean, just stuff like, you know, Boston's more than a feeling, uh, carry on my wayward son by Kansas. Those are all classic ones. Uh, I had Barracuda picked for heart, but I've always been kind of a fan of Barracuda. Okay. Crazy on you is still an amazing song. 
Um, and then you get stuff like, um, you know, Bad Company. I, my favorite one of them is Bad Feel, feel Like Making Love. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. You know, uh, Steely Dan's Reeling in Years. I mean, uh, literally, I could just mm-hmm. list off all of these songs from the 70s. There's so many good ones. So, so what you're telling is go listen just go, to my Spotify yes, list. Listen to the Spotify playlist, and that's that's just the best thing you can do. Yep. So, all right. Um, let's go ahead and jump up to our number ones. I mean, I'm curious. Were you, I mean, you named, even on your honorable missions, named, you didn't name my number one. Okay. But you have named some great songs that I think anybody hitting onto their top 10 list would not bother me. Yeah. None of those. Oh, yeah. All right. So, I guarantee, I mean, I knew this was not going to be on your list. And even if this band had made your list, mm-hmm. which I think you mentioned, you mentioned it in your honorable mentions, the band. Okay. Uh, this I knew this wasn't going to be your song, and this is a very little-known song by this band, so much so that I couldn't actually find a chart number for it, so I'm not sure this song uh-huh. ever charted for them. But it's been one of my favorites, and the band is Fleetwood Mac, but it's from their 1973 album Mystery to Me when Bob Welch was the singer, mm. and it's the song Hypnotized. Now it's not a meaningless question Ask if they've been and gone I remember a talk about North Carolina in a strange, strange pond. You see, the sides were like glass in the thick of a forest without a road. And if any man's hand ever made that land, then I think it would have showed. And that's why it seems like a dream. I do have that song. I didn't even consider listening to that album. I have that album, Mystery to Me, mm-hmm. probably because I, I got it from either you or my mom or whatever. Right. But I didn't even consider it because I just I love the Stevie Nicks stuff. Yeah. And, and the, and well, the t- Lindsay Buckingham stuff. Technically, Stevie Nicks was in the band with the band at this time. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, Lindsey Buckingham was not. Okay. Uh, Bob Welch was the lead singer. Um, but I, Stevie Nicks, I don't think, was singing any lead stuff at this point. But I'm pretty sure she was on this album. Okay. Uh, as background vocals, uh, is something hypnotizing uh, as, as <laughs> the songs. I know, <laughs> but about the drum beat that goes along with it, and I think being a drummer, that's what spoke to me about the song. It's also very chill, very kind of psychedelic almost. And this song has been one of my favorites, and I think the nostalgia of it is what pushed it to number one for me, because I've been a fan of this song probably since middle school. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely an album our mother had that she played, and and I'll admit, not a lot of other good songs on this album. It's kind of the only yeah. one. I think this is I, the only radio hit they had off of this. I remember this album being a lot bluesier than a lot of their other. Yes, stuff, it is. Like blues it is. Rock. Uh, but I mean, the band was a lot bluesier, kind of in yeah. the late '60s and going '70s. Um, and I, th- I can't remember if this is the only album that Bob Welch was on, or if there was another one. But this song has always been one of my favorites, and I, I knew that nobody else would probably pick this song because, I mean, mm-hmm. r- uh, Rumors is just a monster of an album. 
Exactly. That, and that you came could, out just a few, like, four years later or whatever it was and yeah. blew up the charts. Yeah. And, you, I mean, you could pick any song, almost any song off that album, and I'd be like, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. So this was very much a more personal choice for me. Okay. But it's always been a big one, so that's why it made my number one. I appreciate that. Okay. All right. What would your, hit me with your number one. Uh, yep. And I will hit you with my best shot because this <laughs> song, man – to me, and as I told you, that uh, Into the Mystic is one of my favorite songs, period. Mm-hmm. But this is a classic rock list. And this song is also one of like probably my, my favorite songs, period. But I don't know if it would make like that, that top ten list. Maybe it would. You know what? Maybe it would. This song, if you fuck up and call it Teenage Wasteland, you're an idiot. <laughs> my number one is The Who, Baba O'Reilly. Uh, that that honestly that just made uh, that just missed making my top ten. That was also the okay. song I picked for the Who. Okay, it is it an is epic song. I epic. no hate at all in that pick. Yeah, it came out in 1971. Um, it's just like it's the epitome of classic rock. Like this song gets me. If you do not, you know, when the drums come in and you're not like doing an air drumming. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes. It's amazing. It is. I love this song. It gets me moving so fucking good. And, you know, as I mentioned in the air tonight, this song has a special thing for me because Baba O'Reilly was played before, uh, was played in the stands at UGA football games, like mm. before kickoff. Like, you know, and if you came like early enough, actually, so was in the air tonight. It was always, always, always like they had the same playlist that kind of <laughs> leading up to kickoff. Yeah. And, uh, in the air tonight was in there, um, and and Bob O'Reilly was in there, and I always associate partly partly associate this song with Georgia football and and just having a good time watching those games out in the stands, and so it just it's such a nostalgic song for me. Their use of synth the, the use of synthesizer and whatnot at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and like their solos and stuff in this song. This is such a fun, feel good, kick ass epic song that i i knew it was going to be my number one from the start mm-hmm. i mean how many other songs can you name that has an epic violin solo in yeah it? <laughs> exactly and it, it works man i'm glad actually that was one of the ones i was going to mention for my honorable mention Ooh. i'm glad i missed it when i Ooh. when i talked to my list 
because it is absolutely my favorite Who song of of yeah. of all time. I mean, I I love I love the Who. Who are you? Might be a close second. I really like That's that good. song yeah. too. Won't get fooled again. Yeah, uh, a lot of good stuff. A lot of but, good stuff. But, but there's O'Reilly. nothing as epic as Baba O'Reilly. You're yeah. totally right. Um, and I I that one out of all the ones on your list probably made it the closest to maybe mm. have been. It might have actually made my initial. 10 and then okay. got moved down from uh, some of my other selections so good call thank you i mean mm-hmm. you too um I, I love i love your very personal choice at number one i think okay. that's really cool so. okay uh overall i knew i was not going to be mad with anything mm-hmm. on your list all good songs all good bands a great time for music um, if you if you were never a kid who listened to you know if you were like if you're our age and maybe you never listened to a lot of the older stuff it's a good time to go back and, and listen to some. So check out that sub, uh, Spotify link that'll be in the description mm-hmm. and just sit back and enjoy, enjoy the Marvel that was music yeah. from the seventies. Adam, do you have anything you want to end with or you good on that? Let's rock. I don't know. All right. <laughs> it's good stuff. All right. That was our top 10 seventies classic rock songs. Please join us next time as Adam and I go down under to break down the 1988 film Crocodile Dundee 2, discuss the 90s cartoon Rocco's Modern Life, and we cast some Australian comic book characters. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at BlastPassCast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. Mm-hmm.